Hey guys, Darren Watts here. Uh, before we get into this podcast, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there for everybody that's listening. Firstly, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to me. But if anybody is listening to this podcast for the sake of advice, well, for the sake of actually trying to solicit advice from a professional, professional, then I'm not your guy. I would recommend that you listen to another podcast that has just that, a professional mental health personnel, psychologist, and all of them. But if you're listening to me just to hear my story, hear other people's story, and just solicited uh, some knowledge or some educational stuff from what I read, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. But other than that, thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. another one of Breaking Mental Health with Daryl. I am Daryl. So today um, we're going to look at I believe this was the third out of the six types. Uh, Yeah, this is the third out of the six types of bullying and it is relational aggression. So we'll have a look at that here in a hot minute, and we'll um, look at some stats, which is not a lot. It's really like a freaking paragraph, but we'll look at that anyway, and rants and near things that I have on my mind. We'll get into that also, but stay tuned. I have it for you here in a sec. just watched a video I watched a video and it was it was pretty amazing um, I can't remember who it was from I know he was a doctor I forgot his name I don't know if he's a mental health psychiatrist or psychiatrist or something in the mental health department of any sort but I don't know but I just got through watching him and he just Put this message out here. I can't remember it by heart, so I'm just going to go by the best interest of my own words to what he said and try to match it up. And this was a reminder from myself because I'm kind of feeling this way 
right now as we speak. Um, one of the things that he said when it came to um, your mental health, uh, fear and anxiety, and this is important. He said he, in, in, in my own words, he had pretty much just said that when it comes to fear and anxiety, this is just pretty much mixing two into one, where you fear of failing, but your anxiety is the reason that you're not really doing anything to be productive. So sometimes you really have to kind of, you know, take your fear and start talking to yourself more than actually just trying to get to production to be productive. So anytime that you feel like your fear of failing and your anxieties are the reason that you're failing, that is because you just fail. I mean, you're just fearing all of the fear of not being productive and, you know, not wanting to get work done. So it's like, for a common sense example, it's like, you know, um, trying to think of the examples that he used. He used, you know, living alone but don't want to be lonely. Right? So you enjoy living alone, but it'll be hard for you to be lonely because of that fear and that anxiety. Now see, at the same time, I could have gotten it wrong because I think it could be fear and depression. But if that was the case, your fear and depression, that would be that mixture of fear of failing and depressing, depressed because you don't want to, you know, you want to put the work in, but the fear is blocking you. So anytime that you feel that way, it's just important to know that allowing yourself to talk to yourself and allowing yourself to build up, you know, the strength to get up and, and, and do what you need to do is by far the most oppression to your mind that, you know, you still have the things that you need to do. And I, and I spoke on this back, uh, back in season one episodes. I have spoke on how it is very important that you train your mind to actually think positive things. When you train your mind to think positive things, positive things will happen. But if you think negative things, your mind will think negative things. It will receive to that. So I'm going to look at that video again at some point, and I'm going to kind of actually um, remember more of what he said. I'm just going to say right now that I'm it's extremely tired, you know, because the dissolvement is really, 
you know, getting to a dissolvement. And, and this was the reasons why that, you know, there are a lot of times that I get behind on a lot of things and, you know, you really start to feel everything because from the ends of what I do, I'll have to, you know, I work pretty much the whole entire five days out of the week now. And um, then after that, I become the weekend dad, go get Aaliyah and spend the weekend with her starting from Friday night right when I get off work and I'll spend the rest of Friday night, Saturday and half of Sunday and then I'll go and drop her off and then it gives me a little bit of time to recoup and then boom, I'm right back at it again on Monday and stretching it Monday through Friday. So, you know, it, it kind of, it kind of pushes me under that pressure. And then during that work week, I'm also still trying to get, you know, this uh, podcast working done, you know, trying to do research, reading and, and uh, getting recordings together and stuff like that. So it, it's, it, it, it kind of, it kind of takes its toll at some point. So, um, I really stopped getting up early, like how I used to. So it really, it really changes the whole tune. And I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I still need my rest at the end of the day. Need to get a little bit of sleep and I'm okay with that. But the whole message here is that don't let the fear fear you. You overcome the fear and you start thinking more positive. That's the whole thing. Let's take a look at the relational aggression. This is also known as uh, social bullying. And this by far is the um, most emotional damage that any person can receive. So when we look at that relational aggression, we're looking at behaviors that include isolating a target threatening to stop talking to them, giving them silent treatment, and spreading rumors. Um, now, this can happen in a variety of settings, such as school, work, and online. And while it affects, uh, affects adolescents predominantly, it can occur at any age. So research remains unsure whether it's common in youth to developmental challenge or as an indication of potential future mental health problems. So... You have this, and I know there's people out here that has kind of related to that, to relational aggression. Get down to the examples here in a little bit. The types of relational aggression is re, uh, reactive relational aggression, and then you have proactive relational aggression, peer-directed relational aggression, and then romantic relation relational 
aggression. So when you're looking at reactive, it's response to a pro, pro, propagation of procovation that causes one to be upset, hurt, or angry. An example would be if an individual perceives being made fun of by another person, they might react by spreading rumors about the individual to hurt their reputation. Reactive relation or aggression is associated with impulsivity, anger, and assuming others have malicious intentions during conflicts. Proactive is also known as instrumental or premeditated aggression because it is planned and the response is absent of provocation with the goal of obtaining a specific outcome or attempting to coerce others. An example, a proactive relational aggression would be manipulating or threatening someone with loss of friendship unless they complete an assignment with you. An impure directive is related to an aggression directed at or received by some, by someone you're in an established relationship with or who is at your own level, same age, grade, or cohort. Uh, peer directed aggression happens among children, adolescents, and adults. And each group displays similar aggressive aggressive tactics. However, evolving the relational aggression among adolescents and adults can include dismissing opinions, making others feel guilty, ignoring, or purposefully withholding attention, and pretending to be hurt to make others feel bad. And romantic involves manipulation or psychological harm to a romantic partner by engaging in behaviors like breaking up with the partner because they said or did something to offend them or failed to meet an expectation, making a, par a partner jealous or flirting with someone in front of the partner. Roman romantic relational aggression can create less trust, uh, jealousy, and codependence, and other unhealthy behaviors within a relationship. Um, I can relate more to the romantic uh, relational aggression because... Um, me being the victim because of what what was done and back on um off the script Daryl Darren's off the script you can listen to that um we started actually back posting and um putting brand new episodes out so you can check it out but earlier into um us putting out episodes I think this is back in um, year one. I believe we're in year two now. Um, back in year one, we uh, I had a conversation. Me and Derek had a conversation that um, we were going to put ourselves in a actual um, fasting kind of like. We were going to deactivate our Facebook pages and we was going to cut off Facebook and focus on what we need to do and that's the best I've ever felt in my life and I happen to have different reasons from Darren well me and Darren had related reasons but our reasoning was different but I had stopped and just deactivated my Facebook because I got tired of seeing all of the, you know, flirting and talking and all that stuff that it kind of pulled me away. And 
I felt that I should have actually approached it differently, but I just felt that the best answer was uh, actually just deactivating the page. That was the best I could do. And it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to put yourself through that, then, you know, it was important that you just been single. Just be single. And that's how I was back at the time. I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't. You know? But still, at the end of the day, I still have to be cordial because of Aaliyah. I have to be cordial. So I'm not for ready to sit up here and keep getting on and I see all this bullshit that you're doing and you think it's okay. I'm not doing it. No. It, no, I'm not doing it. That's, I'm not doing it. That is unha unhealthy behavior. Just like how it is within a relationship. That is unhealthy. It's toxic. And I'm tired of believing and tired of just going through everything for them just to be lying. I'm, I'm done with it. You're right. You, you, you can only appreciate enough. You can only do so much. So, yeah, I can relate to the romantic relational aggression. And that's what I was dealing with. I'm not doing it. I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? You know, Darren was pretty much going through the same thing, but the only difference was his wasn't in a relationship style. Well, at least I don't think it was, but it was more of like, you know, just trying to reach out to somebody that was, you know, dealing with, you know, some mental health issues, you know, and feeling lonely and stuff like that. But, you know, they want to fuck around and just start playing and want to ghost and then come back when they need them and. You know, shit, just hit the fan. You just have enough. It's like, yo, I'm done. No? And that's been the greatest feeling ever. And I feel great about it. And I have not touched Facebook ever since. And that's been... It's been about eight months. It'll be eight months at the close to the end. I believe it's the 22nd. May 22nd will be eight months. Because I have not been on Facebook. Now, Darren has on occasional because of his church. And you can't fault him from that. He still has to kind of keep the communication tab within groups. So you really can't fault him from that. And I don't blame him. He, you know, he still has to kind of get involved in that. So the best thing for him was to actually keep Messenger, but still deactivate Facebook. So there's nothing wrong with what he did. So that's an important thing that you have to look at. Um, let's see. Um, how can you tell if someone is uh, relational bullying? The common signs are mostly uh, nonverbal communication, which is eye rolling, sighing, staring, and scowling. Uh, exclusion or ostracizing uh, based on culture, attire, interest, etc. Uh, seizing communication, ignoring or giving a silent treatment, uh, creating clicks. Uh, threats to end the friendship or relationship if X does not happen. Uh, spreading rumors, gossiping, or sharing confidential information. Uh, intimidating others, cyberbullying, excluding or removing a person from a group chat, server, or activity. And deliberately whispering loud enough 
so the person can hear. So why do they engage in this? Uh, acceptance among others, desires to fit in, uh, or assimilating to an established culture. Uh, peer pressure from classmates, colleagues, family members, majority groups, etc. Maintaining or evolving social status or position at work. Seeking to control or have a sense of power. Seeking a connection with another person or group through negative measures. Projection of their own feelings or poor self-esteem. Uh, learned behavior from observation, experience, or cultural norms. So, the, show, the sign shown by victims of relational aggression uh, is a noticeable and unexplained change of behavior, which is increased sadness or depression, withdrawing, avoiding, or isolating behaviors, uh, increased anxiety in social, school, or work situations, uh, increased, in, uh, increased uh, aggression. Uh, decreased academic or workplace performance, increased substance use. Yeah, I experienced a decreased academic. No, and decreased workplace performance. I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, sudden change in friendship or relationship, unexplained shift of personality. Um, examples of uh, an extrovert shifting into introversion or somatic symptoms, or headache, digestive issues, and uh, etc. Um, increased. Uh, Workplace performance. I remember this very well. This was not too long before um, the dissolvement came. Um, beforehand, you know, I have gotten promotions at the job and I was, you know, on top of everything. Um, my performance was well. That's why I got the performance. I did everything pretty much to the T. And next thing you know, I would get into it with, um, I would get into it with Sierra, and that's when a lot of things had started to change at that time, because that's when she was admitting a bunch of shit that, you know, she really had no business admitting to. And after I heard that, I wasn't surprised, but it still kind of got me to thinking, you know. Why would you betray me like that? Why would you go and do the things that you do and you feel like that, you know, it was okay? But then you're going to be apologetic to it and think that it's all just going to go away. At that moment, I was not feeling that. You know, I wasn't feeling that at all. So that's when I'll start going to work and I'm thinking about that. I'm disturbed. Then my performance shot down. And then on a Sunday, Jerry and John came up and they wanted to see me in the clearance section. So I went over because I was doing inventory at the time, trying to keep the track of inventory. I went back there and they asked me, they was like, hey man, you doing all right? You seem kind of off. I'm like, what you mean? It's like your performance is not the same. Not the same at all. And I sat there. Now, on the inside, inside internally, I was crying my ass off because I knew exactly what the problem was. And so I just let the eternal side, side of myself and I just started crying on the inside. 
I knew exactly what it was. Then, like physically, I'm looking at them. I'm like lying to them. Yeah, I'm fine. You know, there's just some things that um, that's going on that's kind of distracting me at the moment. You know, lack of sleep and stuff like that, which wasn't the case. I was like, well, uh, you got an extra hand if you need any help or if you need, you know, to talk about some things, you know, we're, we're here. But, you know, um, we just had to let you know, man, that everything is slacking, man. You know, try to get a little better. Okay, fine, whatever. I had to dismiss that conversation quickly, quickly because the more I got into it, the more I probably would have fallen through the trap. And I once tried to do that. And I remember I went back and I went back to do inventory. And I just got so angry. I was so angry because I let this happen. And then I was just like, fuck, hey, I can't do this no more. I'm tired. You know, I'm a, everything that's going on is affecting my work. It's affecting my job. Remember, this is before dissolving. You're affecting my work, and I can't focus. I used to be good. I used to do this well. You're fucking this shit up for me. So, I'm leaving this be. I can't do it. And, you know, it was one of the toughest things to do. But, at the same time, it was like, you know, I got to get my life back. And, for me to sit here now, and what I'm doing to, you know, work and then look after Leah and work and look after Leah. You know, my mind is going crazy. You know, my mind is going crazy. Not there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. I enjoy it, you know. Aaliyah is a, you know, a gift from heaven. She's a gift from heaven. So, that's what I enjoy doing. I, I love it when she's over here. She, she keeps me busy sometimes when I'm tired. And, you know, I wish that she'll learn about rest a little bit. But she's a kid. She's not going to learn that. But she does sometimes. She do sleep. Um, you know, so sometimes when you have these situations of relational aggression, social bullying and stuff like that, you have to kind of be careful on, you know, who you can trust and who you can't trust. So it's all about observation and it's all about learning the room, learning all of the people that sit in the room. I don't give a damn how many people there is. The point of learning everyone in the room by observing will help you in the long run. That's why it is so enjoyable for me to have that gift to be an introvert. And any other introvert will say the same thing. But a lot of people don't understand that. And that's why most of the introvert circles are very small. Because you have to understand who you can and cannot trust. And when you, when you have that determination when your mind thinks that way you know exactly what you can and cannot do can and cannot say and actually make the decisions that you can and can do 
You know what I'm saying? Can and can do. And will do. So, what should I do about relational aggression? Active listening. Teach, practice, and reinforce empathy and compassion. Learn and engage in healthy relationships. Monitoring social media interactions. Utilize health and coping skills. Intervene with when appropriate. Model positive behavior in relationships. And seek support from a therapist or mental health professional. If you notice yourself engaging in, in, in relational aggression, reach out to a therapist or mental health provider. They can assist in educating you on new skills to combat problematic behaviors. Remember, change is possible. The impacts of relational aggression is depression, loneliness, low self-esteem and self-worth, uh, and anxiety, isolating from peers, engaging in repetitive negative relationships with high level of conflict, increased use of maladaptive coping skills, and aggressors can uh, experience the similar effects, which is, uh, of course, depression, social isolation, and rejection from peers, poor emotional regulation, engage in poor quality friendships, poor impulse control, or limited ability to control anger. So, um, relational aggression can sometimes be normalized by, or encouraged by others, making it difficult to go against peer pressure or workplace culture. Understanding the damage, damaging impact of relational aggression of both victims and aggressors can begin in the process. Will begin the process of recognizing and changing how you engage with, experience, or process situations. Awareness and acknowledgement lead to positive change and healing for all impacted by relational aggression. Uh, resist engaging in relational aggression on a personal level by avoiding gossip, avoiding spreading rumors, practicing uh, inclusion, and seeking help from a therapist for un unresolved uh, issues, practicing and modeling kindness and empathy and building healthy relationships. So that's it. That's all I have for that. But before I get out of here, like I said, there wasn't much stats on uh, relational aggression, but there is a piece on here that, um, that I want to share based on those stats. Uh, almost one in five girls ages 12 to 18 said that they have been the subject of rumors, according to the National Center of Education Statistics. Uh, nearly one in 10 said they've been purpose, purpose, uh, purposefully left out of uh, activities. And in the 2011 survey, of students in grades three, 3 to 8 found that as many as 48% of girls and 42% of boys reported experiencing social bullying in the past 30 days. So, one of the things that uh, people have to understand is that when it comes to the, looking at that stat, it, it pretty much just levels out the playing field of um, almost balancing the beam of the girls and the boys reporting that type of uh, social bullying and not you know within the last 30 days but this is a uh, I want to say this is a pretty old article yeah this was last year over a year ago in January um, but that just explains and that number probably could be higher for both sets I don't know but that just knows right there that you have that um, 
that report. That's that. That's a fact saying, hey, these people is either being left out of things, being part of rumors or part of revenge or anything. And the last thing that we all need in this is being able to, you know, put our mind in the fear of depression and anxiety due to the rumors being said about someone because that person isn't happy. That's that's the gist, you know. We're trying to understand and try to bring more awareness about bullying and you know the numbers get higher and higher so we need to get these numbers down to try to bring awareness to bullying so um i'm just gonna say let's learn let's learn about bullying listen to your children listen to anybody adults listen to other adults um ceos whoever managers supervisors listen just listen. Darren says it all the time. Turn the volume down in your mouth. Turn the volume up on your ears. It's that simple. Let's listen and learn. Let's find out what's going on with these people. So we can bring awareness to bullying and any type of mental health that we're dealing with. And this is what the month of May is all about. But that's it for me. Um... I appreciate everyone listening to me. I appreciate the time given to listen to me. I really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, join me tomorrow, going into the fourth part of six of uh, bullying. Let me take a look what that's going to be. I believe it's uh, sexual. Over, uh, yeah, I think it's sexual uh, bullying. But I could be wrong. Yes, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Cyber bullying that's next tomorrow join me for that and of course any other rants and stats and stuff like that as usual join me tomorrow for it uh, i'm on social media uh, follow me on twitter at love university and instagram uh, love university or you can email me breaking middle age at gmail.com that we could talk and rap about anything so hit me up on the email but until then, stay true to yourself and always remember, when it comes to listening, you're one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go.